This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hey everybody, I'm Kathy. And I'm Julia. And today we have a guest with us for this episode of Living the Gospel. Um, this is a friend that we've known for a very long time. Yeah, our friend David, who, well, he's about the same age as me, so we grew up together and went to school together, so it's it's been a while. Anyways, hi Dave. Hey guys. So David is actually a youth leader in our church, and he's been working with young people for many years, so we thought he'd be a perfect fit for our topic today. So the topic we have today it starts off with this verse that a lot of us probably know in Jeremiah. In chapter 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So Dave, what, for you, what would you say this future and hope is? I know that in my heart, I have a hope. Like it's written that we shall see him as he is. Mm. That's speaking with God. And we shall be like him, which is Oh, it sounds almost like blasphemous almost, when you, when you it's say it. It's like incredible. Like what? But, and especially when I look at the way that I am as a person, right? I know I, I have a personality that's much more, tends to be down on myself, tend to be a bit more on the hopeless side. Some people are in what you'd ever call the other ditch where they're overconfident and, and super in other people's face. And that's not me. I tend to be a little a little depressed and a little bit hopeless. Just according to your personality? <clears throat> yeah, just according to my personality. But yeah. when I've received a faith in my heart that that verse isn't just generic or it's not just written down, but it's for me, mm-hmm. then not only my... In a sense, my instant reality, like almost forget the future, but my my right now becomes awesome. Mm-hmm. My life, whatever that might be left on earth, is super awesome. And whether that's tomorrow, next week, 10 years, 20 years, I don't know, whatever. Well, that's the thing too, because you <clears throat> said that verse that we shall be like him, right? But that doesn't mean just mean that we'll be like him in eternity. We'll get there and there'll be this, you know, the Revelation speaks about that we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. And yes, we will. But the idea and the, the amazing thing about this whole thing is that now here with the personality I've been given and the situations I've been given on this earth, I can already become like him. That's the amazing thing. And that's the process. That's, that's why I'm here on earth is to use the time that I have to be what we call transformed. Like the Bible writes about a a real change that can happen into us. And that's not some bizarre concept that I don't really believe in, that I, you know, maybe it might work, but I'm fortunate enough to have, for example, parents that have gone on this way before me, and I can see the change that's happened in them. We all have ideas of what we want our lives to be, right? Like, maybe we want a sense of purpose or a sense of direction, or we have goals and things that we want for our lives. Everyone does. And the thing is that often we end up disappointed. But actually, we do have a guarantee for how we can be blessed in our lives, right? That is that if we follow the laws of God, we will be blessed. That's a promise and that's a guarantee. So if we build our lives on the Word of God then life will be just as God intended that it should be, right? Yeah, and so many people are disappointed in life when they don't reach their goals that they've set for themselves and when things don't work out and, you know, you try 
well, I don't know, maybe a business venture or something and it doesn't work out and that can just destroy a person and they're just lost because they've kind of lost purpose. But once you have, when you do have this heavenly future and a hope for yourself, then all of these other things, yeah, they don't, they don't become less important. They become important in a different way where you can use them to, to work on your heavenly future and yeah. your hope, right? Yeah. So, for example, of, cor- of course my earthly relationship is important to me, right? My relationship with my wife, my relationship with my children. But I think if I've tried to put that into some context outside of my heavenly calling, I don't even know what that would mean. I don't mm. know what that would look like. And it would be so hard, <laughs> right? At, le- at least when I look at myself and the way that I was born with right. my stubbornness and my my quit attitude and all of this nonsense, I, I'd, I'd be totally lost. But now, you know, if you've got young children and it's tough at home and you see that they're struggling with things, that can be debilitating to people but now i can see that that's my opportunity for myself to be changed and Mm -hmm. to come into uh, we read in james i think about adding virtue to your faith yeah um and that's something i've thought about a lot lately like i have this faith that things can change but how can i add virtue to that how can i come to be something that i'm actually not as Mm -hmm. a person where's my patience where's my compassion where's my kindness where's my goodness all of these things that when we experience from other people that they give those things to us it makes us feel so loved and there's such a hope that comes with this and then when i want to give that to others all that i see is my own impatience and my frustration and my you know oh man once this little issue is over then we'll be fine well if you keep doing that throughout your whole life and say even magically all your struggles went away and i didn't come to something i wasn't able to add virtue to my faith and what's the point right like what are you carrying with you <laughs> yeah. into eternity then right yeah so yeah. then every situation in life whether it's a challenge in my marriage or a challenge with my kids or a challenge at work or a challenge with my education or some financial stress that you come into instead of dealing with those like something that man as soon as this is over then i can be happy Mm. but instead you can actually come to true happiness through those Mm. situations that's that's to me something that's super awesome yeah so then what do you want from life of course i want these things right i want to be happy i want to be able to provide for my family i want meaningful earthly relationships in a sense but I get all those things. Like it's written, seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. Well, and it's like the verse, like this is probably one of the most famous, if you want to say it, verses out there is that we know that all things work together for good to those that love God, right? So if I truly believe in that with all of my heart, then all these things are going to, like I am going to be content with everything because I know that whatever is happening in my life right now it can be used for my for my good really and for so that i can be transformed and so i can get those virtues like you talked about like so that i can learn and i can grow and these fruits of the spirit can actually grow in my life so that i have something to give the others and to help the others with well yeah and that's and that's the thing too like so everybody out there is looking for i feel like 
everyone is looking for something more. Like they can't quite put their finger on it, but there's something more they want. And when you live your life like this with seeking the kingdom of God first and taking every situation in your life and using it as a tool to become more like Jesus and to be finished with all the ugly things that are in your human nature, then you get this elevated life, it's almost, it can be called. I think that you can have a good life on a human level in a way, right? Like Mm. you can, I think people have good lives, Mm -hmm. but you still have to deal with things like stress, anxiety, envy, dissatisfaction, all those things still come into the picture, even when your life is good. And we have the tools to deal with those things in a way that we're not just managing them, but they're actually going to be eliminated in our lives. Mm. If we're like by faithful endurance, right? That's what we read. That is the element that actually is destructive in life is when these lusts and desires come up and they lead to sin, right? Sin is the thing that destroys. So when that is completely eliminated, then that's when our life just becomes more and more elevated beyond just a regular life. Mm. We get actually free from these things that are such bondage to so many people. But then, yeah, instead of worrying about all these things, you just take your, take God's word and compare yourself to God's word and use that and start building your life around that. And then actually these anxieties and these stresses, they fall away. Yeah. It's a work, but they you can reign over them actually. Yeah. And just going back to um, what you said there, Dave, before about like having good relationships with people, I just, this is a line that has been, that has stuck with me for like a long time now. A while ago, our dad's best friend died. And at the funeral, he was talking about his friend and the relationship that they had. And he said that there is, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but it was that there is nothing as good as a relationship in which sin has lost its power. Mm. And I've thought about that over and over since then. Like a relationship in which sin has no power. So I'm not getting envious. I'm not being selfish. I'm not having demands on the other person. These lusts and desires that are all to do with myself and my ego, they have no power anymore. Then, of course, my relationships can be good, right? Yeah, that's that's really what I was kind of trying to put into words there. Um, and it's, it's relationships, it's issues at work or whatever it is something that i often often think about for myself those verses in peter in second and first peter 2 it's written in verse 21 for to this you were called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who committed no sin nor was deceit found in his mouth who when he was reviled did not revile in return but when he suffered, and when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. Like, I, I have such a hope when I read this. It makes it pretty clear. It makes it so, so clear. And I'm so thankful to Jesus, like it's written here, that he he bore my sin in his own body on the tree. And then for what? Like, not just so I can be forgiven and move on, right? But it's Although says, that's a big part yeah, of it. That's a huge part of it. But think that, that I can go further and say that having died to sin, I might live for righteousness. Yeah. 
So I, in a sense, I don't care what challenges I face in my daily yeah. life. Like, like if you're looking for hope yeah. in life, like there's yeah. nothing more hopeful than what you just it's read. There, so you know? hopeful. I love just talking about it like this yeah. too because just now, like I was getting goosebumps almost yeah. when you were reading those verses. Like it's unbelievable that that's yeah. what we. That's the life we get and to that, live. That's the thing is that, yes, it's a life of, I mean, you can call it battle, I guess. It's battle against sin because, like we said, you have a sinful nature and these things come up and when you look at them and see them in yourself, that's not pleasant and it is a fight to overcome them. But it's so joyful, like the joy that comes with getting victory yeah. over these sins. Yeah. Like, like we talked about relationships, the joy that comes of having relationships that have real meat in them, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So what does that require of us, though, to, to get that kind of a life? Like, we have to actually, well, actually, I thought of the verses that follow in Jeremiah. You're going to ask it and answer it. Well, huh? nice. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all the answers. <laughs> you can answer it. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> well, I just thought of this verse in, like, following where where um, it says that the Lord has thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us a future and a hope. Right after that, it says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your hearts. Mm. So we have to do it with all of our heart. It can't be something we try halfways and reserve a little bit for ourselves or like we have to do it with our whole, whole heart. And then we will seek him and we will find him. That's his promise to us. Like we sometimes we hear this metaphor about, you know, you want to get a Coke out of the machine and it asks for a dollar. If you put 99 cents in, you're not going to get 99% of a Coke back. You've got to put in what's required, right? And then... And the promises are true. You get exactly what's been promised to you. Yeah. That's the way it is. And then, then I start to be taught by this Jesus, right? He starts to actually speak to me in my mm. daily life about my situations and my challenges and the things that I come up with in the day. Like we read in these verses that, that he committed himself to him who judges righteously. And obviously he's speaking of his father, God, right. in that, in that line. And, I've found that to be such a huge relief and a, a solution really in my challenges is to learn to commit myself to him who judges righteously. So then when I realize that I'm the one who's judging the situation, then uh, I, I'm never the problem. I, it's never my fault. It's always this external thing or right. someone else's behavior right. or someone That's else's words. That's how I see things. And I can't come to any progress or change with those thoughts mm-hmm. or attitude. But when I experience that, when I res- I'm open to committing these things to him who judges righteously, then I receive a judgment mm-hmm. from him who judges righteously. Mm-hmm. And for me, it always goes, well, here's your chance to be patient. Here's your chance to be kind. Here's your chance to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. Here's your chance to forgive. Here's your chance to... And, to, and don't yeah, miss it, right? And don't, don't miss, miss it. it. <laughs> don't miss the chance. But then when I do that, then I experience that step by step I come to this life. We use the term a lot, instant gratification for things that, right. you know, bring us exactly that instant gratification. Right. And for me, there's no bigger instant gratification than kind of these aha, here I can, here I can do something different. Here I can shut my big mouth. So instead of making trouble, I can learn to say something good and kind and turn what can be a terrible situation into a blessing. Just one little, little exhortation after exhortation. Yeah. Right. Be anxious for nothing. Okay. If I believe that, then I mean I'm I'm nowhere near that like a person, right? But I can get there. Yeah. One And I'm one sure you're further than when you started, right? Yeah, for that's sure. the way it works. That's the way step it works. Step by step. We could go on and on. But like one little like you don't have to 
overanalyze that statement. That statement is what it is. Yeah. So do I believe that? Yes or no? If the answer yeah. is yes, well, let's, let's get to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. And it's great. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's a simple purpose driven life. It's like, I have, I have a sign up on my wall that I look at every morning and it says, what do I want today? I want to be more like Jesus when I go to bed tonight than I was when I got up this morning. And it's that simple. And it is like you said, Dave, all it is, is those little situations one at a time being faithful to be obedient to God's word. And then it's a life that's filled with something real and something that you carry with you into eternity. And that's, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> yeah. And God, God's our father, right? Which is maybe something that we don't think about enough. And, and he loves us, something fierce, something like we can't even understand. And it's really sad when you meet people that say, for example, how could God allow this to happen? How could God allow me to go through this? And I'm so thankful because I, I've started to see that God has a purpose with what he yeah. allows me to go through. And he's so good and so kind that I have to, in a sense, go through just enough challenges yeah that I can change from them. Yeah. It's not so many challenges. It's not this big contest. Yeah. He's not to trying how, to see how much we can bear, right. like putting it on until no, we break right. or, or no. And he, and to get to, and man, we could talk about this all day, but we to, just get, might. <laughs> to get to know God as your father. And I would encourage everyone listening to pray to God mm -hmm. and to ask him to show you, to show you what you can gain from life and from the time and from your challenges and from the mm. day, the days that you have. And then it's actually, how's it written that God has put eternity in their hearts. Yeah. So it's not us that woke up and we're attracted to living a godly life. It's God that put he this put desire in our hearts. In our hearts. Yeah. And if you don't feel that you have that, then God's real and he's there and we can pray to him, say, God, I, I want this and I'm not sure how to go mm -hmm. about this, but I know, I know that there's something more and I know that I want to live this life and you, you will experience that God will start speaking to you. And it's often not this giant revelation or flood of joy, but it can be sim simple and something like, well, if you want me and you want this life then we have to turn away from some of these earthly things and when we're obedient to these things then then the blessings really come and that conversation with god gets louder and louder and clearer and clearer and step by step we and then we look back on on that initial decision you know i've looked back on my life and be like man i'm, I'm so glad we started on this way and it almost mm. becomes comical to look at those what used to be hard choices are now so easy because you've seen the result of them and you get more and more hopeful because you start really seeing this is true. That initial step of faith can be quite a step of faith because you might not see it, but I've experienced that these steps of faith become easier and easier because you have such a concrete goal in front of you. Yeah, I would encourage everyone listening to like Dave's challenge there, pray and start working and see what happens. So. Everyone have an awesome week. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for joining us, David. No, thanks for having me. It's, um, yeah, I'm encouraged to keep going here. All right, everybody, we'll see you again next time. <laughs>